0: the Holy Gospel according to Luke the sixth chapter then Jesus looked up to his disciples and said blessed are you who are poor for yours is the dominion of God blessed are you who are hungry now for you will be filled blessed are you who weep now for you will laugh blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you. For that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets but I say to you that listen love your enemies do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you pray for those who abuse you if anyone strikes you on the cheek offer the other also and give from anyone who takes away your coat and from anyone who takes away your coat do not even withhold your shirt Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do unto you. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Good Good morning, and grace and peace to you. Throughout my call to ministry in my life as a church employee, I am frequently asked. Who has been influential in my faith life especially when I was growing up I often mention a couple of pastors I had as a youth one from my home congregation in Edgewood as well as a couple others from my time as a synod youth officer while in high school and then I name my grandmother Evelyn Hanson my mom's mother was one of my companions on the way with me in my life of faith and it wasn't because she was this angelic person or perfect grandmother, but she was one through the eyes of a child and a young adult who I saw as faithful. I remember her bringing me to church with her when I was younger. On the mornings, my sister and I would spend the night at my grandparents' house in Federal Way. Every Sunday evening, she would call our house asking my mom if we had gone to church that morning and attended Sunday school didn't make my mom happy. She gifted me a cross necklace for my confirmation in 1988 and was my biggest supporter of helping me save and earn money to attend my first ELCA youth gathering in 1990. And sang, oh, so poorly, but loudly, were you there when they crucified my Lord and the old rugged cross each Easter Sunday at our piano while we waited for dinner to be served? And I remember how happy she was when I got the job as the youth director at Calvary Lutheran and Federal Way, following college, the congregation where she and my grandfather were members and where my parents got married. She, res- she supported me in my call to ministry, even without knowing it. Evelyn Hanson was by no means perfect, but she was and is part of the communion of saints we honor and remember here today full of life, flaws, and stories to tell. When she died a couple days before my sister's wedding in 1997 at the age of 77, she left me an inheritance and not one of monetary value, even though there was a gift of a cross necklace that was her mom's and some collectible items that meant something to her. But a legacy of who she was as Andrew and Dora Smith's daughter sister to eight siblings, a wife, a mother, grandmother, a nurse, and first and foremost a child of God. She also left a legacy of hope. The hope that her daughter and granddaughters could be anything they wanted to be and accomplish all they wanted to do as females in the world and in the workplace. She left me the legacy of being an example of faith and having hope in all people no matter what their situation or life circumstance, often giving female servers at the restaurant she frequented crocheted blankets or extra tips if they were pregnant or seen as barely making ends meet. She took the time to listen to their stories and make sure they knew they were being seen and heard. And through it all, she had the hope that God would provide, even when she didn't know what was coming next. This was the inheritance she left for me, As I think about our Companions of Faith this All Saints Sunday, I am drawn to the word and the image of hope. For hope is communal. Hope is relational. Hope is not something that can be achieved alone. It is an act of a community. Or for me, as a follower of Jesus, this comes through Christ. And hope is our calling. The reading from Ephesians this morning reminds me of this hope. Let's hear from Paul's letter again. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know God, so that with the eyes of your hearts enlightened, you may know what the hope is to which God has called you. What are the riches of God's glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of God's power for us to believe, according to the work of God's great power? So what is the hope to which Christ has called you? For me, it is a reminder that there is a future, and that God is a part of it. Former professor, pastoral counselor, and author Andrew Lester wrote, the word hope describes a person's trusting anticipation of the future based on an understanding of a God who is trustworthy and calls us into an open-ended future. And that hope provides the courage to face whatever chaos and trauma life throws at us. Hope does not try to avoid the pain of finite existence or is it naive about suffering. Hope does not shield us from life, but reminds us that there is more to life than is what than is what in front of us right now. The idea of hope is countercultural in our world today. We're inundated with daily messages by the media, social, TV, and print to live a life of fear and distrust, one that attempts to draw us away from God and the ability to see God's work at work in the in the world. It's easy to get sucked in by these messages of fear, for they are around us 24-7. I would love to see a story of hope on the news tonight. But as companions with Christ, it's important and even vital at times to remember that God does not call us into a life of fear. Paul didn't mention this in the Ephesians text. God daily continues to call us into a life of hope through the waters of baptism and the inheritance we receive from Christ as children of God. This call of hope includes a life of promise, a life with a future and a faith that clings to us, as hope often does, even when we don't want it to or we can't see a way out of the fear and the chaos that tries to draw us in. Artist and poet Jan Richardson understood the hope that clings during grief and loss and fear. As she wrote about hope in her blog, The Painted Prayer Book, a year after her husband Gary's death, she say, states Hope is not always comforting or comfortable. Hope asks us to open ourselves to what we know or what we don't know, to pray for illumination in this life to imagine what is beyond our imagining, to bear what seems unbearable. It calls us to keep breathing when beloved lives have left us, to turn toward one another when we prefer to turn away. Hope draws our eyes and our hearts towards a more whole future, but propels us also into the present, where Christ waits for us to work with him toward a more whole world now. She goes on to give this blessing of hope, which I find very comforting and hopeful this All Saints Sunday. So that we may know the hope that is just not for someday, but for this day, here, now, in this moment that opens us up. Hope not made of wishes, but of substance. Hope made of sinew and muscle and bone. Hope that has breath and a beating heart hope that will not keep quiet and be polite hope that knows how to holler when it's called for hope that knows how to sing when there seems little cause hope that raises us from the dead not someday but this day again again and again so today as we remember these saints in our congregation who have died over this past year i pray that we turn towards one another in hope as we remember the inheritance that they have obtained from Christ. Through the waters of baptism, they were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. And we remember with hope the faith that has been passed down to us through them in the memories and the collective stories we share. And for all these saints in our families today, who we remember, those pictures who are in front of us and those we hold in our hearts, Let us take the time to tell their stories and share their traditions. Their memories are part of who we are here and now, but also part of our future, as we lean into God's promises and hope for a life together in Christ, someday and for this day. Finally, dear friends in Christ, I pray that you may know the hope to which God has called you, that we along with all those who've gone before us and all of those who walk now together as companions on the way, remember that we are all part of the communion of saints, that you may know that you're part of something so much bigger than yourselves. And I invite you to live a life of purpose, of promise, of power, of responsibility, and of the hope that has been given to us as inheritors of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.